The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about using SEO data for market research and insights. Joining us is Doug Bell, who's the CMO of Searchmetrics, which is an SEO and content marketing platform that helps enterprise-scale businesses monitor their online presence and make data-driven decisions. Yesterday, Doug and I talked about some of the challenges of conducting market research, and today we're going to talk about how search data can be used to address the challenges of conducting market research for smaller firms. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here is the second part of my conversation with Doug Bell, CMO of Search Metrics. Doug, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Hi, Ben. Hi, good to talk to you again. <laughs> good to talk to you. So yesterday we talked about why marketing leaders are conducting market research and Quick summary there is looking for totally addressable market, trying to figure out who your competition is and how much of the market they own, and then trying to learn a little bit about your customers. And my conclusion from the conversation yesterday was the big firms, the retail firms, the Nikes, Adidas, you know, the big retail brands, they have these budgets that are astronomic to be able to conduct market research because they're in dynamic markets. But there are lots of brands that can't or don't want to allocate that much of their resources into studying the market. That's really their operating budget. So we said using search is one of the best ways where you can conduct market research without having to pay for the full market research study. Talk to me a little bit about how you can use search insights to conduct market research. 
Well, Ben, one thing I'm going to try and poke a hole in is the assumption that the larger firms, in fact, are well positioned to conduct research. I think they ultimately suffer from a very similar set of problems we just described before, right? And what we talked about yesterday was managers need to make data-driven decisions. And the vast majority of managers are unable to do so because they lack quality data, right? And so ultimately, what I think we're talking about is we're describing a gap in the traditional market research approach and the current subscription models that are available that boil down to a lack of relevant, accurate, timely, flexible market research, right? That's a problem that isn't just one for large or small companies. It's a problem for bigger companies too. And this is a problem just to you know not beat around the bush. This is a problem search metrics is actively trying to solve for the market. So talk to me about search metrics's approach. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is occasionally a company is pulled into a market because their customers pull them in as opposed to everything we're talking about. We talked about yesterday today was just this prescribed approach where you go and say, hey, there's this potential market near me. What's the size? What's my competition doing? In some cases, your customers bring you into that market. And several of our customers pointed out that with some help with our search data, we potentially could address, first and foremost, the issue of quality data. And that is an issue of sample size, right? The second issue is really, can the data remain relevant? In other words, we can address things with a large sample size, but markets are changing so quickly and are so dynamic. Does the data stay relevant? And so, gee, it just happens that you know, we are out there monitoring the 3.5 billion daily searches that are conducted on Google. And we're accumulating that data. It's our foundation for our research cloud and a number of our products. But what's really interesting about that is that it also it deals with not only the challenge of small sample sizes, it also addresses the issue of relevance. And here's why, Ben. What we're talking about is this. We're talking about consumers showing their intent and consumers showing what it is they need and when they need it via their search behavior. So it's not as simple as to simply say, here's our giant data set <laughs> customer please take it and use it as you will, right? We do have to consider how to refactor that data in a useful way for them. So it's not quite so simple as sending over a disk and saying, here it is. There is some work that goes into it. But our customers have actually drug us into this. It's actually our ability to reposition existing search data to help with market research needs. There's some irony here that, you know, often brands are conducting market research because they're making a cognizant choice to go attack a market. And then often, other brands are also saying, hey, our customers are asking us for these services without researching the market. We need to start supporting our customers. The market research tool at Searchmetrics was something that you were essentially dragged into by the market. Your customers were asking for support using search data as opposed to Searchmetrics saying, we want to go be a market research tool. So I just find that to be ironic in general. And we appreciate fully the irony of just, well, Ben, as we're drawing into the market. And, and, you know, ultimately, if you're providing a data service like we're providing to our customers, you can't kind of back into the market. You've got to be intentional. So that's where we are. So you mentioned that there's a question of research accuracy. There's billions of searches every day. Search metrics is collecting an astronomic amount of data. Talk to me about how you're able to package that data so it is not only relevant, but accurate. Okay. So let's go back to yesterday, Ben, and you opened things up by talking about keyword research and how keywords are relevant for SEOs. They're doing research, right? Duh. 
ultimately, though, what we have is you have a taxonomy associated with, uh, let's call it a category. So a good example of a category might be apparel or kids' clothing or electronics. That category can be defined by a taxonomy. In other words, a set of keywords, right? And so that's really the first step for us is that what we do is we take our customers' expertise and our own to really ultimately define what those category taxonomies are. And really, that's the base data, if you will. And if you think about it, really, at the end of the day, that is the basis of consumer and competitive data as well. In other words, who's searching for what within those taxonomies? And what is it they're looking for when they're looking for it? But that's really the base, right? It's the taxonomy by category. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So understanding the taxonomy by category. Help me understand what you mean by taxonomy. Yeah, so it's kind of one of those big words that we throw around at companies like search metrics, right? <laughs> kind of data nerds running around all over the place here. Bunch of geeks. Yeah, a bunch of... Running all over the place. We're a bunch of data geeks. We admit it happily, but... So all we're talking about is a set of language that describes a product category, right? So I don't know, I picked an example before. Let me just pick another, let's say appliances, right? So front load dishwasher, right? Just made that up, guys. I'm sorry if somebody is from the, you know, from KitchenAid. <laughs> I don't get that wrong, but there are a whole set of keywords that describe how a product might be described by a consumer. Right. So it could be stainless steel. It could be low water, whatever those things are. And again, anybody that's in this space, I'm so sorry to have gotten these keywords wrong. But that collection of ways of describing a product or a set of products within a category is a taxonomy. Right. Ben, you and I have a taxonomy. We're sports people. Right. And we have a code we use to describe, say, our favorite baseball players, the statistics that really drive how we measure their performance. That's the taxonomy. And if somebody from the UK is not a baseball fan were to listen to us, they would have no idea what we're talking about, right? So when I call the Phillies the equivalent to losers, nobody would understand that. Yeah, there are many Mets fans who would agree with you, Ben, but yes, nobody would understand that the Phillies are the lovable losers and are the losingest franchise in Major League history. I'll admit to all those things. Obviously, I'm a Phillies fan. But yeah, there's a common set of ways of describing a thing, and that's a taxonomy. Okay. So We've talked about the ways that you're classifying the data, you're understanding what the taxonomies are. 
So talk to me about making sure that you have relevancy and freshness. How do you think about you know, keeping the data timely? Right. So now what we're talking about is how do you take those giant sample sizes? We talked about 3.5 billion daily searches, right? How do you rationalize that? And what's the time period in which you would look at it and say, I'm seeing shifts and changes in search behavior that should relate to consumer desire, consumer need, right? Depending on the dynamics of a particular market, that could be weeks, right? However, really what we're talking about here is creating a time frame in which the market dynamics are captured so that that data remains relevant. So yesterday I talked about pianos. How often does that happen? Again, any piano manufacturer out there, I apologize if the market was super dynamic, but that might be as, you know, as many as six months to a year, right? In other words, I do research and for six months that research remains relevant. But if you're in something much more dynamic and God, has e-commerce really created probably the most dynamic consumer market in the history of markets, something like say kitchenware, my gosh, that's changing so constantly. So what is the time period in which that data remains relevant, that research remains relevant? And effectively, what we're able to do or we're saying is that's roughly about a three-month period of time, right? So in other words, we would say on a quarterly basis, there's enough changing that we need to monitor it, but it's still relevant within that period. So our goal is to refresh that data on a quarterly basis. Now, for getting to a point where it's a more dynamic market, the idea is that we can actually sample data more quickly than the three months. And I think that this is where experience really comes into play. When you're conducting your market research, you have to understand that you know some data is good, more is better, but there is the notion of having too much and that your historical data might not be relevant. And part of this is understanding what your market looks like. And part of it is understanding data elasticity, how long the data is going to be fresh and relevant. So talk to me a little bit about the dynamics of acquiring search data for the purpose of market research. So ultimately, if we're solving this problem well, then we're addressing two major challenges out of the gate. And the first is, do I have a large enough sample size? One. And two, can I get the data? On demand is a bit of a strong term because, again, you know, pulling that data on a daily basis is probably not relevant. So let's say that's a three-month time period. But do I have accurate data? And can I get that data easily? In other words, do I have the flexibility to grab that data? And then ultimately, am I getting it at an appropriate price point, right? So I don't want to pay a million dollars for something that I'm going to not get a million dollars to benefit from. By the way, that's not our price point. So really, what ultimately we should be doing is providing a subscription service that allows you to leverage as much or as little data as you need to solve the problems you're looking to solve, right? So whether that is you're wanting to just approach a certain category or multiple categories for a certain region or multiple regions or multiple countries, you should be able to get access to the data on a subscription basis and you should be able to flex up and down as you need that data. I think at the end of the day, you know, the SEO community is largely data-driven. And the practices, not only for collecting and analyzing search data, is something that we can apply beyond just search engine optimization and getting into the research phase and honestly, more marketing leadership is something that SEOs and content marketers really have the ability to step forward and do and access to this data, whether it be through search metrics, through other data that you've compiled, taking a data-driven approach to analyzing your market, understanding who the competition is and understanding the opportunity is incredibly valuable. Doug, I appreciate you coming back on the show and talking to us a little bit about 
search metrics, about the insights product, about market research, and how SEOs and digital marketers can start thinking about analyzing their markets. Always a pleasure, Ben. Okay. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Doug Bell, CMO of Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Doug, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Market Advocate, or you could visit his company's website, which is searchmetrics.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can also send us your SEO topics, any questions you may have. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter. And my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.